Um, I did two, two years door-to-door sales and I went into recruitment and recruitment is very much a competitive space even within a company. So you're competing with the person next to you and that's where I'm trying to make sure I'm the other end of the scale that we don't comp- we compete as a team and our success comes as a team, our failure comes as a team um, and that's what I'm trying to drive. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Zero to One. Uh, a show where we talk to sales leaders about sales culture. And uh, my guest today is Ollie Sharp, VP Revenue EMEA at SalesLoft. Welcome, Ollie. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks for being on the show. I wanna jump right into the topic at hand. Uh, You joined SalesLoft quite recently. Could you tell us a little bit about what makes the the sales culture there unique? Well, there's a lot that makes it unique and one thing just to understand is I left LinkedIn after 10 years, um, which is a company that really has a fantastic set of culture within the company. So one thing that was very important to me in my next move was finding a company with, uh, that prides itself on its culture. Um, I remember deciding for myself that I either join a, a co- the company even wants has a, pr- a, cu- a culture they're proud of or a culture that I can help to build. And luckily with um, SalesLoft, I came across a, a company that is very proud of its culture in Atlanta. They've won a number of awards for it. And what normally comes down, what it comes down to with a company is a com- company that has core values that aren't just written on the wall and nobody actually lives by. That's... Um, shows and LinkedIn were like this, that they actually live by their culture and values and sales loft as well. We live by our core values, um, such as glass half full and putting the customer first. And when decisions are made around core values, it means that the culture is the consistency of the culture. Um, and after meeting everybody, how welcome I, what, uh, I was made to feel when I joined the company um, was unbelievable and I can safely say that I've landed on my feet with a company with a fantastic culture that I can replicate over here um, in the UK and Amir. That's amazing, congratulations. Uh, and just in terms of what that culture looks like in the sales teams day to day at SalesLoft, what are some of the elements that are uh, where you really see it shine? Well, it's, it's, it's hard to be specific with that because really what it is is in our interview process we have part process that is purely for a culture interview so we have a panel of people internally that have been trained on how to interview around culture so we have a consistency across the team um, which we know they are a culture fit stroke culture ad and i think that's a very important thing to think about not just culture fit because you don't want everybody to be exactly the same but culture ad at the same time so the way that we act as a team in regards to, at the moment we've gone through this difficult process of moving some accounts over to a mere even though we were bought on in the us and it's just great to see our team working as one team to make sure that we're putting the customer first in our decisions of how we manage these and how we do the handover process. So it's everyone has, everyone is the same in regards to, or similar in regards to the way that we are goal driven, um, but also we are more of a collaborative team culture than other cultures as I've seen them in the past. 
Um, so it is hard to answer because it's just general feel of everybody within the organization. I set out to build a team that fits with our culture, but also everybody brings along their own superpower. Um, so everybody is different. Even when we go out socializing, you can see the differences between us, but we all have one common thing, which is the way that we fit into our culture. All right, thanks, that was really clear. And uh, just on, on, on that notion that you're, that you're bringing of culture ad, I was curious if, uh, if that was done quite organically and uh, just based on, on the candidates that you're, you're meeting and, and thinking already, this, is, this, is an, this will be a nice addition to the team's culture, or do you have some specific um, values or attributes that you're actively seeking out and thinking, right, I need to, to really balance the team. I need to find someone whose superpower would be this. Yeah, I think it was very, um, it's done on purpose. I think that one of my learnings from when I started as a leader was I didn't do that. I made a mistake. I, I went for um, a cookie cutter approach that my team were very similar to each other. And that doesn't add the um, benefits of having a diverse team with diverse thoughts um, from different people and ideas. So I learned the hard way and I made a specific effort this time when I was looking at, if I had four people for two roles, I made sure they were fit, a good fit for the culture, but then I'd think about, okay, what does this person bring to the team or the culture that no one else brings that we don't have in anybody else? And that's what made I think my recruitment this time um, so enjoyable to do. And when you look at the team, how they interact with each other, and when one of them realizes that so-and-so over on the other side of the room, his special power is doing X, Y, and Z, that they're going to them. And it just makes us stronger, but we still have the commonality of our core values that we all are aligned with at the same time. That, that's something that you've spoken on uh, quite a bit, actually, is the, the mental side of the game uh, and how sales is uh, obviously about performance and about driving uh, revenue, uh, but the conditions for success are played out almost on a psychological level for each member of the team. I'm wondering, uh, how, does, how do you create a sales culture that supports that? So I think that there's... When it comes to the mental side of it, there's parts of the role that are parts of sales that if we understand we can help the levels of stress we go through. And to, like Q4 and things, that when, when things get tough, how do we react to those? And it's becoming resilient. And there's a great book by Dr. Steve Bolt, who um, is a sports psychologist. He's worked with the Great British Olympics team. Um, and he's put together a mental toughness model, which actually looks at the four types of things that happen in any work environment that are actually more prone in the sales environment that help us cope with those, like this turnaround toughness. When, when things go bad for us, how do we react to that? So understanding how we can cope with them ourselves is important, but also building the culture within an organization that helps people um, keep on top of their job, be engaged, but also not let the stress get to them because let's be honest, there's more important thing than things in life than our jobs. Um, I probably got too stressed about hitting target 
until about four or five years ago when my wife um, was diagnosed with cancer, unfortunately. But my boss at the time, and she's all right now, but my boss at the time was uh, very supportive in getting me to think about that my wife is the most important thing. And once I've looked after her, then my family are the next most important. Then the next thing is myself, making sure that I'm in the right mindset. And if I've ticked all of those boxes, then I think I should do some work or, or can do some work. So it, and building that culture within an organization, um, which we, I've sort of put into five areas, which is about making sure it's inclusive and people can belong, feel that they belong. Creating an open and honest culture where people can talk about their issues. It's not, it's not a problem to turn up one day and have other things on your mind. Um, and we all have our own stresses and the worst thing we can do is keep it inside. Creating a good work-life balance within an organization so that people can go do the things that they enjoy. And that comes very much down to Swartz and Laws, their performance pyramid, where they talk about making sure that you're putting rituals in place around spiritual, emotional, um, mental and physical um, capacities so your body and your mind perform at their best. Um, also, people understanding what's important, like I said about my experience, and also having a purpose. Companies that sales teams are not just coming in and doing their day-to-day -day chores every day, but having a purpose that's leading to a, a bigger purpose, whether of the company or the good of the world around us, makes a big difference about how, uh, how motivated we are, but also how happy we are in our roles. So that to me is more around the culture, but then I think leadership have a role to play in this because we can, we can build a culture and we can ruin a culture. And it, to me, it's all about being human, approachable and leading by example. And that's what we should think of as leaders to make sure we're building the right cultures to reduce the levels of stress and anxiety within our teams. But also people perform best when they're, they're at when they're at the happiest and that's when they've got a good culture around them with a purpose that they believe in um, and that's what I believe in. That's a, a really powerful story Ali, thanks for sharing and uh, and it touches on to one of the one of the things that I know is uh, counts counts very much for you is uh, the, the whole mental health aspect uh, that's often overlooked uh, in the workplace and especially when it comes to, to sales. Um, what are some concrete steps that teams who are looking into that uh, could, could implement based on, on stuff that you may have uh, done yourself at Sales Loft or at LinkedIn? Yeah, I think, I mean, first of all, for individuals to understand the um, areas of our role that will stress us out, which is the, the sort of the mental toughness model that I spoke about, that's a good start. But when it comes to the culture side, I think trying to create the, 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 one of the key reasons I believe, or two of the key reasons, is people put too much pressure on themselves and people put too much pressure on each other, as in leadership sometimes. So it's making sure that we have, it, sales should be a partnership between the leader and the salesperson to achieve that common goal of their target. And a lot of the time, the leader will only get involved when someone hasn't hit their target or to celebrate someone hitting their target. And that to me is wrong. It should be the partnership that 
at the beginning, they're building a plan of how they're going to achieve their goal together. Um, and that reduces the stress level because it's on both of their shoulders. That if I've decided to take somebody on and worked with and to employ them and worked with them to help them achieve their target, if we don't hit it, it's our problem. It's not their problem. Um, so, and if then they're not right for the role, then we've got to work about work out what role would be right for them and how we can improve them or how we can develop them most of all. Um, so that's one thing, but also people that don't feel that they can be open about their issues at home or outside of work or their even their stress levels within work, that's the biggest thing to me. So I, I try to create a, a an open environment where in a team meeting we'll regularly have check-ins where we're talking about the my highlight for the last two weeks and it comes into the, the leader showing that they are human talking about the stresses that they have um what matters to them and showing them that it's not the be-all and end-all to be in work i mean i don't think humans were designed to just constantly think about work and it's easy to do especially in q4 in sales to um to put all your time into work and not take the time out that you are exercising your body and your mind um, to, and doing the things that you want to do. So making sure that every, you're open and honest, um, have a good work-life balance, um, and uh, making sure that everyone can be open about their issues and stresses that they have. Great. And um, throughout our conversations, you've, you, you've uh, drawn a lot of comparisons between uh, the world of sales and the world of sports. Um, and obviously, sales is a bit particular in that, depending how you view it, it can be either a team sport or it can be uh, an individual sport. Um, how do you make sure that the culture you're putting in place in your team is encouraging the right behavior? And, and what are some of the levers you can play around with to change it? So, I mean, I 100% believe that sales is a team sport. I think that unless you're running your own company and you're the only person doing something, that anything else is a team sport because um, whether you're a team as in 11 people on a pitch or a team as one person running around a track, you have a team behind you and you learn from other people. You, those people help you get to be, help you to be your best. So we try to have a very collaborative work environment that even taking to taking another salesperson on a meeting with you for you to for you to learn how they've done something is making you better at your job so it's very much around the team environment i think that we try to build it here so whether whether it's me or somebody else helping out and if you think of the best footballers um, in the world or the best tennis players most people have a weakness and most people have a strength but if you can learn from the others that have the strength where you have a weakness it will make a big difference to you and i came from a background um, i did two years door-to-door -door sales and i went into recruitment and recruitment is very much a competitive space even within a company so you're competing with the person next to you and that's where i'm trying to make sure i'm the other end of the scale that we don't comp we compete as a team and our success comes as a team, our failure comes as a team. Um, and that's what I'm trying to drive. Great. Um, slightly changing the topic uh, just for a moment here, but I was wondering how video uh, put into your sales strategy and your process at SalesLoft. So, um, we, I mean, <laughs> 
we all know that uh, people in sales, face-to-face -face meetings have more chance of closing. And technology video conferences mean that if you can't be right in front of somebody, you can still have that common connection, that personalized approach that increases the, the ratios of getting things closed. I think that a lot of people are talking at the moment around sales is moving to the, it's all about trust. Trust is easier to build when you're looking somebody in the eye, even if it is video over video. We use video in two ways. We are, our product integrates with video within an email, so we can send videos in emails, um, and they get a higher open rate, higher reply rate, response rate. Um, but then also when we do meetings, we'll also use video conferencing, and I've used it for years. And I think that if you can't be with somebody um, face to face in person, then doing a video conference makes a massive difference rather than doing over. And I mean, the worst is doing it by email. Next level is on the phone. Next level is video conference. Next level is actually face-to-face. Um, I like that about uh, uh, you, um, how sales is, is kind of uh, progressing and incorporating more and more technology. And obviously companies like Salesloft are, uh, are, are helping a lot in that transition. Um, and there's a lot of resources out there for salespeople to draw on, to find inspiration and ideas and how to best use it. Um, in your opinion, what are some of the tips that get shared today that you think are just misguided about how salespeople should be approaching their jobs? Um, I, I, I think for me, I think it's more around uh, leadership and style of people like being measured on KPIs that are meaningless and I think that what's happened in sales is that uh, the bar has been raised okay because the response rate to emails of course it has is not like it used to be it sales used to be uh, people had less calls now you've got PPI calling you every two minutes so what has happened is that the, the bar has been raised so that there's two ways you can think about that. Do we actually just make more outbound activities and hope that from the 100 calls we used to do where we get talking to 10 people, if we do 200, we get talking to 10 people? Or do we, which reduces the quality of the actual message, or do we actually increase the quality of the message, make it more personalized, make it more specific, but reduce from 100 down to 50? And that is the common problem that people are over that are coming across at the moment. And it's uh, the awareness or not being aware of the tools out in the market to help with that. And just thinking, well, let's just work as we've always done, but double the, the outbound activity is not the answer. People just aren't aware of the technology that is out there at the moment. They're just trying to work on old ways to mend things. Awesome. Well, Ali, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing some of your insights into sales and sales culture. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, it's been a pleasure. And to those of you watching, thank you for supporting our show. If you want more episodes of Zero to One, you can head over to bonjour.io slash show. And if you like it, you can subscribe, share with your friends, uh, or give us a thumbs up. Uh, see you on the next one.